my friends. Welcome to another edition of Pop Vet Culture. Did you say Pop Vet Culture? Uh-oh. I was almost going to be sad for you because that horn almost Damn. didn't start. I, I've got too many windows open right now. Do you have it lined up again? Hold on. Did I say Pop Vet Culture? Oh, hold on. <laughs> Oh, God. No. Okay, uh, let's start the show over. Can we start the show over Coming again, Coming down Corey? in five, four, <laughs> three, two. We're kidding. No, 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 no. Um, what I love about that sound effect, so many things, but also that uh, Joe, as a hockey parent, uses it to intimidate I other do. teams. I do. I put a Bluetooth, a Bluetooth speaker up on the boards, and but I use my phone. My iPad's yeah. slower. He just holds it up like it's... Like, uh, like I'm Lloyd Dobler. say anything. Yes. And then, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, it's actually... It's been... It's been a rough... Yes. Uh, ...news week for, for everybody. I just... Were you in shock when you first saw it? I, I totally I, I was. Can't, I feel like everybody was in shock when we found out about the helicopter crash that took nine lives, including um, Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Right. And some people were so in shock. I actually heard a couple stories. Um, Ice Cube, I guess, was friends with him. And when he heard the news, he didn't think it was real. So he sent him a text immediately. Oh. And then he didn't hear back. And he's like, well, sometimes, you know, Kobe takes a little while to get back to me. Like, it just was not. Right registering right away a lot of people actually thought because unfortunately we live in a society where people will post things about celebrity deaths and they're not true right so some people weren't even sure if this was a real story for a while for a fleeting second i thought it was some type of hoax or something like yeah. that or the other on the flip side and i do mean this in all seriousness is that then there's the flip side of that where people retweet something of somebody yeah. that died like 10 years ago yeah. and some people didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, and this one was just weird because I was just like, my mom is a huge basketball fan. Is she? Yes. And she was just like, oh. Yeah. Oh. He, uh, it, it, it hurt a lot of people because they were basketball fans, but then also um, just the things that he had started to do outside of basketball since, uh, you know, he retired from mm -hmm. basketball and... Um, you know, I think there was a, I think it was an ESPN um, commentator. Somebody started the hashtag girl dad because they'd done an interview with Kobe and he was so proud to be a girl dad. I guess he and his wife were going to maybe try for another child because they thought yeah. they wanted a boy. And he was like, I could have a million more girls. I love being a girl dad. So now there's the hashtag oh. Kobe girl dad out there. And it's just, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking for everyone and all the families who lost somebody that was on that helicopter. It was just terrible. But when the news came out, then there were so many talk show hosts, not just right. newscasters, but talk show hosts that didn't know what to do exactly the first night. And so a lot of them just dedicated the entire show to Kobe. Mm. Um, and a lot of them couldn't keep it together while they were doing their monologues. I know Ellen cried when she was trying to talk about it. Mm. Um, Jimmy Kimmel cried when he was trying right. to talk about it and dedicated his whole show to Kobe. And then Jimmy Fallon went out there and he wanted to tell a personal story about how um, he met Kobe when Kobe was 17. Right. And they were at the same party. This was when Jimmy was coming up in the comedy scene too. Mm. And because Kobe wasn't drinking, when the host of the party was like, oh, we're out of beer, is anyone willing to leave the party and go on a beer run? Kobe said he would go with Jimmy. Uh. And he told this whole story. And then once he was done with the story, this is what happened next with Jimmy Fallon. Legend, five NBA titles, two Olympic gold medals, 
18 all-star appearances, one of the most brilliant and most respected players in NBA history. And when we'd run into each other over the years, we'd laugh about that night that we first met. <laughs> we'd laugh at all the good things that had happened since. And we'd laugh about how much fun it was to raise kids and all the stupid mistakes we made trying to figure out how to be good dads. And Kobe had four daughters, and I had two daughters. And today, he and one of his girls are gone. But I think I, I knew Kobe enough to know that he rose to any challenge by digging deeper and getting back to work. So let's honor Kobe, Gianna, and the other lives that were lost yesterday by following his example. Love your family, love your teammates, and outwork everyone else in the gym. To Vanessa and all those affected by this tragedy, we love you and will always be there for all of you. Kobe, when we meet again, we're going on a beer run. And to me, as the news was breaking, mm -hmm. and, and they didn't know exactly how many people were on the chopper, right. and then when the news that Gianna was with them, oh, that was just kind of, ugh, dagger through the heart. Because as a parent, you know, you want your child to live a full and wonderful life. And she was a gifted basketball player. Yes. She had a huge, bright future in yes. front of her. And they were actually going to a big, either a, I think a tournament they were on their mm -hmm. way to. And there was another, there was a coach on the chopper with them too. So um, such a terrible tragedy. Yeah, and I actually have seen a petition now too uh, for people who want the NBA logo to now be changed to sort of honor Kobe mm -hmm. in a way. So I, we'll see if that happens. But there have definitely been interesting ripple effects from this passing one right. that i don't think anybody thought was going to happen but the super bowl is coming up this mm -hmm. weekend and so obviously companies spend an obscene amount of money on super bowl ads right and, and the way super bowl campaigns go now there's pre-stuff and then there's stuff they save for just the the broadcast and so they have a whole long campaign that rolls out right and the campaign that's been affected is for Planters Peanuts. Now, a few weeks ago, they killed off Mr. Peanut after we were done prepping. Oh, right. Oh, so we couldn't do the story yeah. a couple episodes ago. Yeah, so <laughs> they've got, they've got a, a commercial with Wesley Snipes. Where has Wesley Snipes been? <laughs> In jail. <laughs> Clearly, he's like, hey, Planters, help me pay my taxes. Right. I don't know. But uh, so it's him and somebody named Matt Walsh. I'm not sure who that is. But anyway, so they do the commercial. And in the commercial, they sort of get ejected from the Planters Peanut Mobile. They get into a crash. The three of them are hanging off of a branch. And Mr. Peanut sacrifices himself for the other two guys, falls to the ground, lands on the peanut mobile, and it, it bursts into flames. And he's... <laughs> I know, it's hard to take it seriously. It's, but it's so gruesome. It really was. Couldn't more, they do an off-screen death? It was way more graphic than anybody was ready for. And so this came uh, out. This came out before the Kobe thing. But what they were going to do, I think, in the either the first quarter or the third quarter, I'm not sure. Mm. But the second part to the campaign was that they were going to actually have a commercial that was the funeral for Mr. Uh, Peanut. And so uh, now Planters is like, ah, oh, we're gonna press pause yeah. on this campaign because. You feel weird. We feel weird. Yeah. We don't want to have his funeral at March Madness. Something I don't uh, you know. know. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a case of weird timing. Everybody feels icky, 
And uh, yeah, if you have the, the next one coming up here, they were. Uh, you know, Mr. Peanut was what a hundred four years old. Look at you doing math, by the way. Natural causes. I mean, so, right? I mean, a, a person of that age should not be hanging off of a tree branch for any reason. I mean, he needed a cane uh, and, and a, a monocle and a monocle. And a monocle. So he had readers. For I, one I wonder if it was a bifocal monocle. Probably so, at this point. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna say, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what their actual plan was after the whole mm -hmm. funeral thing. If there was gonna be some sort of ha ha, I come back, I'm alive. Like, right. Just make everyone say no. Bring Mr. Peanut no. back. And you know then what? that was going to be the third part I of the campaign. I would love it if his funeral was in the pet cemetery. So Mr. Peanut comes back, but he's a little off and a little murderous. <laughs> <laughs> Starts going on a ramp. He kills the M&Ms, <laughs> you know? Which, I, I, I heard that he's going to be replaced by another nut from that family. Oh, Mr. What? Cashew. Listen, I love the crap out of some cashews. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> cashew. I, uh... I, I don't like replace, I like, if you replace Tony the Tiger, I'm going to stab a bitch. Like, I'm going to be really upset because that's, uh, are, that's Are you my... really going to stab a bitch? This guy yes. has been pushing sugary crap on our kids for, you know, 40 years. And he looks a little, years. it's like a roided out tiger. He's given all of our kids diabetes and you're like standing up for the guy? I'm just saying that sometimes <sighs> it's okay if you keep the mascot that everybody knows and loves. And I feel like whatever nut they were going to have come in after Mr. Peanut, right. nobody wants to be the first nut to replace Mr. Peanut because everybody's well, going to hate it's, it's Mr. Cashew. Yeah. It's the rebound nut. It's the rebound nut. It's not Mr. Cashew's you know, fault. But you have all kinds of, of freaky nut sex for like a month and then it gets old and boring. <laughs> and then you settle into a routine. You don't talk to each other over breakfast. You just read the paper. Right. And you're I, not like yeah. Mr. Peanut at all. Oh no. well, what about the Ribbit Frog from that? See, you don't remember him. The Ribbit Frog from he what? He was a he was a mascot for some cereal. Uh, he was a frog. Sugar oh, Smacks? Smacks. Sugar Smacks. Yeah, yeah wasn't Smacks, it? Yeah. 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 Cereal that promoted promoted domestic violence. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know? I'll go with the high sugar, but yeah. <laughs> Want some sugar, sugar, and there was sugar barrett. I just anyway, oh, sugar just don't. That sounds like a pimp. Okay, the way. That golden crisp. Um, you eat, you you eat the cereal one half hour at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that bear gets a cut every time. Right. <laughs> you eat the cereal. Where's my cereal? I've been waiting for my cereal for a half an hour. <laughs> Cereal's walking around all bruised up. Oh, oh I did something to deserve that. Well, let's get out of awkward pimp talk oh. and go straight to some other Super Bowl commercials that have been leaked early, as they like to do. Hmm. But uh, this one, I feel yeah. like... leaked. Wow, well, Oh, whatever. this accidentally got out. <laughs> uh, this one is one of my favorites, and I mm -hmm. feel like it's totally worth repeat viewings. And I'm fine right. with it coming out before the Super Bowl. But you got Captain America, you have Chris Evans, hmm. you have John Krasinski, you have Rachel Dratch. I mean, the Patriots didn't make it into the Super Bowl, but New England's going to the Super Bowl in right. the form of this commercial because <laughs> the Boston accents are amazing in it for this Hyundai that has smart park. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? He's not getting that car in there. No, sir. Look at these two troublemakers. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Wicked car, is that new? Yeah, it's a Sonata. Let me pack it. Oh, you're not fitting your car in there. Chris, stop being a smarty pants, all right? Look who's got Smart Pack. Smart Pack? Just hit the clicker, car packs itself. 
It's smart. It's wicked smart. And I can pack it anywhere. How about Dorchester? Packed it. Foxborough. Packed it. The Garden? Packed it. Saugus? Packed it. Swampscott? Revere? The Harbor? Are you kidding me? I packed it and then unpacked it. You unpacked it? Kid. Game changer. That Sonata ain't got no driver. That's all right. He's got Smart Pack. Hey, you can pack there. He's got Smart Pack! Hey, whoa, whoa. It's Big Poppy. Wicked Smart. This is a ghost car. A better way to park. Only available on the all-new Sonata with remote smart parking assist. Sorry about that, your bigness. Did you guys know he lived there? I had no idea. They even threw in Big Poppy. Right. They're like, oh, clearly David Ortiz lives upstairs. Who knew? But my favorite part is at the very end, which this is a ghost cat. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, still, I'm a person who's still a little freaked out mm. about the autonomous. Why? Ghost. It'll be perfectly okay until Skynet takes over. <laughs> and then you'll die in your car. <laughs> Um, Listen, nobody's perfect, and, and humans are I'm bad at parking in a lot of situations, so I'm sure SmartPak would be way better than I am. Yeah, but it's this, still... uh, yeah, but still, this technology is going to allow people to park their cars in spaces where people normally wouldn't park, so their cars are going to get all dinged up by people that are opening up their doors. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as long so, as you're not that a-hole that takes, like, he parks in a space and a half, or she, sorry, they can be right. ladies who are jerk parkers, but yeah, where instead of parking between the lines, they kind of, eh, they go on a diagonal, so they're taking up two spaces, mm. and they hog it, so yeah. no, one's, no one's right next to their baby. Yeah, guess what? Your car isn't that important, and we're not impressed. <laughs> um, no. So, an aside, by the way. Terry Foster now on uh, NRM Screens. Yes, yeah, he King worked, and Foster. Yes, he, he worked with us at the ticket, and for a very short time, Darren McCarty worked with us at the ticket. Mm -hmm. This story reminds me, so you know the guy that's 97-1, the ticket? He is from Boston, okay. and I used to do these sessions with him, and one day we had to change a spot, so I had to call him, and he was not in I'm Talking to the Midwest. He, he just was picked in, up in a sweet New England accent. Yes, he picked up. He was in I'm Picking Up My Kids from Daycare mode, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I'll revoice that promo. Let me just pock the car. And you're like, it's real. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what kind of sorcery is this? This really happens. People say pock the car. That would have been uh, amazing. I would have passed out. Mm. The same thing happened with uh, uh, Shaggy Shrugger, Mr. Lava Lava. He called in. No one pre-called for him. Just called to do an interview. Uh -huh. And just like a regular guy. He's like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, this is Shaggy. And then you get him on the air and he's like, oh, Mr. Lava. Yeah, and he just goes straight into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when he's not doing it, he's like, just a, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Same thing with Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. It's a whole put on. And so when you talk to him beforehand, it freaks you out. Right. Man. Oh, no, and the same thing happened, uh, a similar situation. Uh, we did something with <laughs> little John. Oh, and it's like what? His, his, his publicist is on, okay, John will be here in a couple of minutes. He You're got like, on the phone. John? Who yeah, is John? he gets on the phone early. Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, let me loosen up my cardigan before <laughs> we do this interview. You know, and it's like, and then he gets on, hi! <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like a little peek inside their soul. Yeah. That they're, yeah. Just, they're just regular people. He even said, he even said uh, Usher instead of Usher. And you're like, well, I don't uh -huh. know who you are right now. Because right, who is this person? If you don't we, say we were promised an interview with Little John, and it's not, who is this clown? This is ridiculous. Now, something that is ridiculous but kind of works mm. i don't know it's creepy and cheesy at the same time but there's another leaked super bowl commercial not mm -hmm. leaked whatever they put it out early um and this one has brian cranston and tracy ellis ross and they are recreating the famous scene from the shining right. where jack nicholson chops the bathroom door with the mm -hmm. axe and says here's johnny i don't know who 
was up late or doing what kind of drugs to think. They <laughs> were drinking Mountain Dew. Here's my idea. <laughs> but pay close attention to the very end of this spot and the little twin girls near the elevator. I've got new Mountain Dew Zero Sugar with the same refreshing taste as the original. But without any of the sugar! Here's Mountain Dew Zero! I am thirsty. Huh? <laughs> Zero Sugar. Okay, uh, that was Brian Cranston's face on both yes. of the little girls at the end. Right. Which, it's real fast, but it's really, that's what's going to haunt your dreams mm -hmm. when you can't sleep at night. Yes. But the parent company, PepsiCo, so smart because they know that that's the real, I don't know, selling point at the end is that Brian Cranston is the twins. Right. So on Super Bowl Sunday, there will be a Snapchat filter so that you can have your face put onto the twins at the end of the commercial. I'm so there. Are you going to do it? <laughs> yes. They're going to call this the deep fake bowl. It, well, yeah, I, uh, that's a good name for it. I, there's something to me about whenever they recreate stuff from The Shining. I don't know. I totally enjoy Like in Ready Player One, mm -hmm. when they go into The Shining. Oh, did you see Ready Player One? I have seen parts of it, not the full thing. So spoiler alert. They go into the, the Overlook Hotel, mm -hmm. and so they recreate the inside of the hotel they're going through it and the walls are bleeding and oh they have the old lady in the bathtub and <laughs> oh stuff. the worst scene yeah. the worst gross now speaking of creepy and cheesy mm. we also had the third time hosting for adam driver on saturday night live and what's so crazy is whenever you see him in regular interviews mm -hmm. he seems so uncomfortable and like he doesn't really have a sense of humor about himself right. or the things that he's promoting. Right. But you put him on Saturday Night Live and, and boom. he's amazing. <laughs> he's so funny and he's so good. And one of the fan favorite sketches that they did, I don't know if it was last time or two times ago, but they did a parody of Undercover Boss. I think it was two times ago. Was it? Yeah. So they did Undercover Boss, but with Kylo Ren at Starkiller Base. <laughs> And it was fantastic. So they thought, all right, we'll bring it back. This time, Kylo Ren is going to try and pretend to be an intern, and it is just as unsuccessful. Leader of the First Order, Kylo Ren, went undercover in his organization and pledged to change his company for the better tonight. We'll find out if he kept his promise in an undercover boss special. Where are they now? Kylo Ren. I'll say it. I haven't been the best boss lately. I've been a little distracted by some personal drama. Drama is right. Days after appearing on our show, Kylo killed his dad, cut his mentor in half, fired upon his mother's spacecraft, and is now obsessed with finding a young Jedi named Rey. So Kylo's going back undercover to get things on track, but this time as Randy, an entry-level intern. Time to get a fresh perspective. Let's intern. She put it on the wrong side. <laughs> Hidden cameras were placed all over the ship, and no one knows Randy is really Kylo Ren. Hey, guys, I'm Randy, the new intern. Okay, Boomer. Right? Okay, Boomer. <laughs> All right. So, hey, what do you guys think? When Kylo Ren offers Rey his hand for the second time, do you think she'll take it? Who cares? I do. 
I do. Okay. So I've learned all the interns here do all the bitch work. Clerical stuff, food and drink orders, droid wrangling, stop moving. You know who's in charge of fuel invoices? Oh yeah, I think you're looking for these nuts. Said no one. Everyone's been really nice so far. Some more than others. The fleet is amassing on Exegol. One blue star milk. That's mine with Sarlacc cream. Yes. Oh. Don't go back. Don't go back. Straws. Great. We'll just suck it out of the little hole in the top. Thank you, Randy. Goodbye. Bye now. Goodbye. Oh my God. Are you okay? That new intern's Kylo Ren, right? <laughs> At the end, he said, well, I think it went pretty well because I had made four new friends and I only killed, killed one. Killed one. So. <laughs> the, the TIE Fighter pilot. <laughs> yes. Oh, so who, do, I don't know how that magic works, but somehow no sense of humor in real life, extremely effective and funny once you put him um, right. Saturday night. He's Live. probably some kind of savant that, you know, right? in his element he might be. is, you He's know. He's so talented, but so yeah. strange. Because so. Sarah and I are the two biggest introverts that I know. <laughs> you, well, know? you guys know that he was in the military before he got into acting. I do right? remember so that. Really? Yeah. Like, he's got that kind of straight laced whatever. Yeah. But, uh, that movie that he was in with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Mm -hmm. Wow. No, I know. That's, uh, that's, that's one you watch once if you feel like having a bad night. And then you never watch it again because it's a real downer. It's not. It's not a good time. No. Oh, speaking of the military, so you know we have a space force, right? Yes. From Star Wars to Star Trek. Yes. We uh, so we have a space force, I guess. I don't know exactly what's going to well, happen there. Well, we but... already had a space command that was part yes. of the Air Force. Yes. So, you know, it's kind of like people are like, well, why do we need the Coast? I mean, with all respect to Coast Guard officers, because that crap ain't easy. No. But, uh, you know, people wonder, like, okay, there's these, you know, we have the four branches of the military. Yes. Do we need a fifth at patrol space? If we do, that's great. But if we do have to have a fifth, what do we need? A logo. A logo. Yes. So I, I thought this was just kind of a, an idea that uh, President Trump had thrown out there. I didn't realize right. how far it had gotten. Yes. It's gotten to the logo point because he, he tweeted out, which it's uh, the one on the, the left. That's the Space Force yes. logo. Yes. And then immediately, many people, but including George Takei, were like, I'm sorry, does that <laughs> look familiar to anyone? It looks like the logo for Starfleet. Oh, royalties need to be paid. And so yeah. people lost their damn mind on the internet just posting all the different lookalikes. Mm -hmm. I started buying land on the Sea of Tranquility for when the Trump Plaza <laughs> gets opened up there. Just saying. But you brought up, yes, actually, there is an Air Force Space Command. Mm -hmm. And so if we can see the next one, people are saying, you know, don't get your panties in a bunch because it actually is more of a play off of the Space Command logo as opposed to the Star Trek hmm. logo. But I say, little too close to both. Right. But like little... people in space like arrows. Who knew? <laughs> Just saying. By the way, yes. Picard, awesome show. It's you. Oh, okay. oh I I've watched it like ten times already. Um, oh, and the other thing. Speaking of Star Trek, yes. Jerry Ryan, Seven of Nine, liked one of my tweets this week. The real Seven yes. of Nine liked something that you yes. put on the internet. Yes. Oh my God! Did you pass out? I did. I did a screen grab too because I was so happy. <laughs> 
Now, I would pass out if I met this next person mm. in person because, you know, he's, a, he's an A-lister. He's a legend. Right. Wait, he's an A, or is, is he a lister or an A-lister? Whatever you want to call him, okay. that's what he is. And his name is Brad Pitt. He's mm. the kind of celebrity that you feel like wherever he goes or whoever he bumps into, you would know who the hell he is. Yes. <laughs> most likely. But he, because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, was invited to the Oscar luncheon. Mm -hmm. And they take a picture, a big picture at the end with all of the nominees. And they do have a table, I think, at the beginning of the Oscar luncheon where they have name tags for everybody. <laughs> now, if you're somebody who's in this breakthrough role in right. Hollywood and people don't always know who you are, maybe you want to slap those <laughs> puppies on. But Brad Pitt was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm putting on the Brad Pitt nominee, best supporting actor. And he was one of the few, if any, of the stars at the luncheon who actually wore his little name tag as though people didn't know who he was. Well, you know, some people have stage names. What if it was their real names? What, oh. if, what if his real name is like Larry Kirkwood or something, something. like that? You know? I don't know. Also, it looks like it's one of those uh, pin ones. It's, yeah. not just a, it's not just a hello, my name is Brad Pitt sticker. Right. It looks like it's a pinned one, which is why I sort of understand, in addition to people probably knowing who you are, why mm. a lot of the celebrities are like, well, I don't want to ruin my fancy designer outfit right. by shoving a pin right. through it. Right, right. We're, not, we're not putting a piece of metal through Armani. Correct. Right? Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But Brad Pitt, he's a, he's a different sort of fellow. Mm -hmm. And everyone at the Oscar luncheon wanted to take a picture with him. So, I mean, celebrities up and down the board. You got mm -hmm. your De Niro's and your Scorsese's and all of those. But everybody just right. wants to take a picture with the one nerd who put on his name tag. I'm still kind of mad at him, though. Why? Because nobody beats Bruce Lee in a fight. I'm sorry. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. No. Corey, Corey, I need another Asian to back me up here, buddy. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Corey. supposedly uh -huh. uh, Brad Pitt's character can beat up Bruce Lee. What's your take on that? No, See? not even close. See? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Was it, I, was it the, um, the Bruce Lee family upset about the oh, portrayal yeah. of Bruce Lee in the movie anyway? Yeah. I don't know if they were just upset because it looks like he lost the fight. But also how he was portrayed in general. I, yeah, I, and you know what? And the thing was, they're they're upset about a lot of things. The Lee family upset that his name is on the the car in the Dukes of Hazard because he was never really a. He was general. never asked. No, no, mm -hmm. no. I mean, <laughs> it was a. I'll give you I'll give yeah. a little. And like, you know what? And no, his cousin never was the drummer for Motley Crue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. Got know, it. Got so. it. Do you have any more? Um. Uh, well, his. He was not uh, involved with press on nails. Um, yes. Oh, thank you, Sarah, to the rescue. Woo. Wow. <laughs> Woo. That was if this was millionaire, that would have been my life. Right? Yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> Woo. All right. Now I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think that a bacon scented meat patch would keep you from eating meat? Is that a thing? I know your your little brain is I feel like there's smoke <laughs> coming out of your that's, ears. Because... That sounds to me like a really bad burn. You know, like you're in a vegetarian bar, you get into a brawl. You bacon-scented meat patch. Yes, exactly. stay away from my wife. Oh, <laughs> there is uh, no. There's a there's a British behavioral scientist who thinks, and I think he's wrong, but they're mm. testing it, 
that much like you have a, a nicotine patch, although that's right. actually bringing in into your bloodstream actual nicotine. Yes. But with this, this is more scratch and sniff. So that you put a bacon-scented patch on if you mm -hmm. are trying to be a vegetarian or a vegan. Right. And then if you feel like, oh, I'm going to eat some delicious bacon, you just scratch it. And the smell of it makes you feel like you've indulged <laughs> no. in bacon. No, no. And then you'll just continue on with your nope. vegetarian slash vegan way. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I call okay. bull on that. There is if a I reason. I smell bacon. Yes. I want bacon. You're right. There is a reason IKEA pipes the smell of warm cinnamon rolls right? into the air. So you go and buy warm cinnamon rolls. Yes. When I smell bacon, I want more bacon. Exactly. It's, I think it's going to make it worse. I think if right. people are, are struggling, this is just going to make them go down, you know, a bacon spiral. Right. And... The, the, the bacon path is one that people like to hike on a lot. <laughs> it's like the Appalachian Trail. Yes. Yes. So let's hear it for bacon. Oh, bacon! bacon! Full circle. Mm. Look at you. All right. Well, that's all we have for you. Just meat patches and uh, <laughs> meat Kylo Ren's and meat Brad Pitt patch. name tags. Isn't that the name of somebody's dog in here? Meat patch. Meat patch. Oh, meat don't patch. name your puppy meat patch. Oh, please. Meat patch. Didn't he sing uh, "I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that"? <laughs> or "Paradise by the Dashboard Light." <laughs> yes, and yes. Oh boy, that's our show. We're gonna come back next week, whether you want us to or not. We're right. gonna be there. So we'll do another pop that culture next Wednesday. But for now, see you later. Bye.